Hello, everyone, and welcome to another season of the Accepted Podcast. Uh, my name is James Nowak. I'm very excited today to welcome Benny Williams to the show. Uh, Benny is a two-time graduate of Canisius University. Uh, he received his uh, Bachelor of Science in Education and a Master's in um, Higher Education Student Affairs Administration. Uh, and Benny currently serves as the Director of ULLC and the Assistant Dean of Students. Uh, Benny, thanks so much for being here today. James, thank Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to talk about my time here at Canisius University. Awesome. Yeah, thanks. So let's get uh, let's get right into it. Um, so maybe you could start uh, just, you know, uh, tell us a little bit about, uh, you know, uh, what drew you to Canisius, I guess, initially, um, you know, as an undergraduate prospect. Um, you know, what was it about this place that uh, initially drew you in? Yeah, so I'm originally from Buffalo, and I actually grew up in the Cold Spring neighborhood, which is not too far from campus. Like, I could walk on a nice day mm -hmm. uh, back to the the house I grew up in, and my grandmother still lives there. So, oh, wow. um, so I'm constantly in the, in the neighborhood. Yeah. But um, growing up, Canisius was the place to be, right? right? Um, it is... It was, and I would even say still is, the premier institution in the Buffalo, Western New York area. So when it came to my time to think about college, you know, I'm a first-generation student, so my parents didn't go to college. And it's not like they did not um, encourage me or discourage me to go. They supported whatever my decision was. So in high school, uh, they were encouraging us to look at colleges, and my parents supported me to do that. And Kenesha was my top choice. Actually, at the time I was thinking about college, my mother was very sick. She actually ended mm. up having um, a heart attack and needed a triple bypass surgery oh, wow. uh, my junior year of high school. Wow. And so I really wanted to to go to college, but I needed to stay close to right. be able to be here and to help and support her. So um, Kenesha's was my top choice. You know, I applied to all the other schools in the area. Sure. I applied to some schools, you know, out of state. Uh, I have family down in Virginia, so I applied to Virginia. But Kenesha's was always the top choice. Uh, I went to Bennett High School, and so okay. I was part of the Law Magnet program. And so we did some things with Phi Alpha Delta, the pre-law fraternity here on campus. So I had been on campus before, um, and again, growing up in the area, very familiar with the institution. So uh, I applied. Uh, I learned about the ULLC program, applied to that. And I can remember coming home from school one day and I couldn't even get in the door. And there was a letter from Kenesha's and my mom just like shoved it in my face when I walked <laughs> in. I was like, open it, open wow. it. And it was my acceptance letter awesome. to Kenesha's. Awesome. Excellent. That's a great story. Um, so, you know, thinking back to, um, you know, maybe your first experiences on campus, um, maybe you could talk a little bit about um, maybe uh, some, some positive things about those first few days, weeks, months, um, and, and maybe some things for our, you know, future students to, to keep in mind as they are, you know, thinking about a landing spot for, for college. Absolutely. So, uh, being a member of the ULLC program, we had to live on campus. And we also had to go through our summer program, which means we moved onto campus about two weeks before orientation in the semester started. So being from the area, um, you know, I guess some people might think like, why live on campus when you literally live like sure. five minutes away? Right. Um, but again, the scholarship program required it. And honestly, I wanted to, to really try to get the full college experience. Sure. So I definitely encourage folks, if they are able to, to live on campus, because I think there's benefits to 
to being on campus. And because it's such a transition, the ability to kind of have your own space um, kind of, I think, helps with that transition. Sure. Yeah. And, and I think also just a general connectivity, if you will, Absolutely. to to all things that are sort of happening on campus academically, socially, um, and then some. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. right. You know, they're having a study session or you got to meet with a group for a project or, you know, professor's office hours. You're just kind of like already here. And right. so you can easily get to those things. Uh, I lived at Frisch Hall, Frisch second floor. So I have an affinity to Frisch. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was a little introverted, I would probably say my first year. Yeah. I mean, I think I'm, I'm introverted. I'm naturally introverted as a person. Okay. Um, and college, again, was a new experience. I didn't know what to expect. I didn't have anybody who did this before who told me, like, hey, do this and do that. The ULLC program was what really encouraged me to get involved in clubs and activities in different parts of the community. And so I was an education major, so I was involved with the teacher education club. Uh, I became part of the Afro-American Society Um you know, I remember back when Old Main was more of a kind of snack bar and, you know, you can get some pasta and pizza. Yeah, yeah. Uh, where Shop 120 is now used to be called Streetside Cafe. It was okay. like a corner store. Yep. Grab some ice cream, grab some chips, yeah. you know, stuff like that. Um, so those were the things that I remember. I remember... Um, my first time registering for classes, and there was a computer lab in Palisano, okay, where the esports lab is now, um, the esports room. Yep, that was a computer lab, and people would usually go to the computer lab because the Wi-Fi wasn't always the uh-huh. greatest, right? And you know, a little secret: sometimes, <laughs> like the day before, people would put a sign on a computer that says "like out of service," oh, but nice. it was really just because they wanted to make sure they had that <laughs> computer the Funny. next morning for orient for registration. Yep. Um, so I remember my first year, my first time registering, I had no idea what I was doing. Um, I ended up registering for like some senior level classes, (laughs) um, but then I got the hang of it, you know? And so after that first time trying to register and then going completely crazy, I knew what I wanted and I never had, (laughs) knew what I wanted, knew what I needed to do to register and never had um, any issues registering uh, after that. So maybe, um, you could speak to some of those, um, you know, it's not, um, it's not easy, right. To land on a college campus and, and sort of navigate all of those things that you just mentioned. Um, could you maybe speak to, um, you know, some of the folks here or, or, you know, I'm a firm believer in, in the fact that the the people here are, are what, what really set us apart. And, and I would assume that that is, is no different in your experience on campus. So maybe you could speak to just in general, um, the supports that do exist here on campus for students in situations like that, you know, college is, is often, um, you know, the, no two students are the same in terms of experience and background and, and what they need to succeed on campus. Um, so maybe you could uh, speak to some of the supports that, that do exist. Sure. Well, you know, I naturally had the directors of the ULOC program, Dr. Ken Soroka and Dr. Uh, e. Roger Stevenson, who were big supporters of, um, you know, obviously student success, right? Sure. And one of the things I think was beneficial was that during our summer program is that we got to meet some folks on campus. So we got to meet folks in residence life, you know, Sababu Norris in the Alana Center. The Griff Center wasn't a thing back then, but we got to meet some people in um, accessibility and some of the tutoring and advising folks. And so that was very helpful because when I was struggling or 
you know, didn't know how to get through some things, I was able to go to the tutoring center because I had knew of that resource. Sure. Right. Sure. Um, you know, living in Frisch at the time, the Alana Center was in the lower level of Frisch. So, right. you know, leaving campus, I always passed that, you know, leaving my room, I always passed right. that office. And so that was a, a support. So, you know, the Alana Center, the tutoring center is really what got, got me through. I would not have passed math class, <laughs> finite mathematics. I would not have passed it without the tutoring center. Right. Um, there was a tutor, Rich Kennedy, who used to work here. Um, I think he still teaches math here. Um, he was my year, and I would specifically go. I'm like, I need to see Rich. Rich was helpful, um, and that's, that's a, why I got through. That's a lasting impact when you remember the the name <laughs> of your freshman year uh, tutor. Yeah, no, that's great. Yeah, um, um, yeah so maybe um, I don't know uh, to put you on the spot here, but yeah. uh, if you can get, if you can kind of put put yourself back into your freshman year. Um, uh, is there a memory of those first, you know, kind of few months on campus that, that sort of stands out? Um, maybe something where you went, cause it, cause it does seem like you were, um, this was very new to you. So, so maybe it was something that, um, you know, maybe a moment where you felt like, okay, uh, I'm in the right place or this was the right spot for me. Is there, is there anything that maybe comes to mind in that regard? You know, so I was an education major and um, there are not many people who identify as male um, in the education field. And there's not many black men who are in the education field. And so oftentimes I would be the only black male or the only male identifying person in many of my education classes. but I think it was the education faculty yeah. that really helped me understand um, the importance of, of me wanting to serve in this type of capacity. Yeah. You know, um, probably my um, my literacy class mm-hmm. uh, with an adjunct professor, uh, Mrs. Beast. Um, you know, I've always enjoyed reading. And so just thinking about helping other young people read and to get them excited. And then, you know, statistically, we know that male identifying folks most likely probably don't like to read or, you know, Mm -hmm. um, and so how we could come up with strategies to make reading fun. That was probably where I was like, okay, this is what really what I wanted to do. You know, I had to do some, you know, observation hours. Like my first year I was in, schools yeah trying getting experience whether if it was just like watching teachers or actually just like reading a book right um to a class or doing some things i was like man like okay this is cool you know so did you on your own sort of immerse yourself in it in that way you know or do you feel like there were people steering you into that you know so i think it's a combination right you know i I went to a law magnet high school. Yep. That was my program at high school. And the goal was to go to law school after undergrad. Yep. But I was like, I don't want to do political science. I want to do criminal sure. justice because I did that stuff in high school. Right. So I was like, I want to do something different. I was yep. like, okay, education. You can go to law school with any type of degree. So I did education. Um, and I think, again, the classes, it was like, oh, wow, like, okay, this is cool. Yeah. And then, you know, the different activities and requirements we had to fulfill for classes. So I think it was a combination of me, one, once I was like, okay, this is cool, uh, really trying to immerse and always trying to do well in what I what I commit myself to, but also the professors 
you know, the curriculum here just it gets you in the classroom early and it just gets you thinking about things early. Yeah, it keeps so you engaged. It does, yeah. you know. And so I really didn't have a choice. Right. You know, I had right. to stay engaged. Yeah. Um, or you're out of here. Exactly. Right. You <laughs> yeah. know, and we're doing things for our portfolio our first year. Sure. You know, and so um, combination, I would say. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Well, and then you made it through four years mm-hmm. and, and got an education degree and uh, decided to come come right back for grad school. I did. <laughs> um, so uh, maybe you could speak to what uh, contributed to that decision. Um, you know, did you apply elsewhere? Um, and and you know what 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 kept you what kept you around? Yeah, I guess. So again, the goal was to go to grad, go to law school. Yep. Right. So my senior year, I'm student teaching. And I'm like, okay, what's next? And I had actually had a part-time job at a law firm. And I don't want to say that that was the reason why I didn't go to law school. But um, let's just say I didn't go to law school, right? (laughs) Yep. Um, So, yeah, senior year came. I was an RA. uh, And I had been an RA for three years during here. I was a club president. Um, I was part of the Ignatian Urban Scholars, which was a program started by the late Dr. Michelle Mirable, um, that was really how to support students in urban settings mm-hmm. um, in education. And I had learned that there was this field of higher education, right? And so for me, that caught my attention because I wasn't necessarily in a classroom, but I was still in an educational setting. Mm-hmm. And that feeling I got of like, you know, that aha moment when a sure. student realizes like, oh, that's the letter A and that's in my name. Like, you know, right. things like that. I right. was like, man, those those conversations that I have with college age students, you know, help me be like, OK, this is something I can do. So I learned that higher education was a thing. I only applied to two programs for grad school. I applied here and I applied at Buffalo State. And when I applied here, I had got accepted to the program and then there was assistantship day where you could get a job on campus, basically yeah. in an office that would help support your costs for coming here. Yeah. But I had missed the deadline for that. But, you know, the power of the people at Canisius, uh-huh. the power of relationships. I had been in RA for three years. So Matt Mobile in Residence Life was like, okay, you want to come to assistantship day? I was like, yeah, Matt, but I missed the I missed the deadline. He said, well, let us look at our schedule and see where we might be able to fit you in if yeah. you're interested. So he got me an interview in um, residence life and then campus programming and leadership development at the time. I think that's, um, I think that's an excellent point. And as I listen to you talk about your experience, I will say that, um, you know, what stands out is you, you remember people. Yeah. And I know you work here now, but <laughs> you, you remember people the people who, who, who made the impact. And the, the second thing, um, you know, as you mentioned that you were an RA for a couple of years, um, you really dove in, you know, you got yourself into it. You yeah. were involved in as much as you possibly could be. And, you know, um, I think y- you'd agree that, that those decisions really paved the way for you as a, as a student. And, and maybe, um, maybe I guess my question to you then would be, what advice can you give to a prospective student who, who may be in a similar situation to yours um, in, in just trying to sort through, I guess I'll call it all of the noise yeah. um, that's sort of out there um, as they're trying to make this decision and as they're trying to find this perfect fit for them? Absolutely. My advice is to, to be on campus, right? right? You know, my first year, I went home every weekend. 
my dad lived around the corner. Mm-hmm. Um, I would get out of my class on Friday. I had a schedule, get out of class on my way back to my room, stop, get lunch, have it to go, go back to my room. My bag was already packed. My dad was outside my residence hall, ready to go home yeah. every weekend. Yeah. And then on Sunday, my grandmother would bring me back to campus. Yep. And that was it. That's why I was not really involved in doing things. When right. I became an RA, right? And I'll be honest, I became an RA because I wanted my own room. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, um, this is kind of cool, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, but when I became an RA, I was required to be here more often. Right. You know, I right. couldn't just go home every weekend. And so being here more often, I was like, oh, shoot, like there's things going on, right. you know? Um, being an RA, I got to meet other people, yep. other RAs, you know, again, being an introvert, it pushed me to go outside my comfort zone right. and meet my residents and, right. and you know, uh, get to support them. So residents who are athletes, I'm like, okay, you know, maybe I'll go to a game. And just being around campus and realizing that there's so many different things to do is how I was able to get through that. And still an introverted person, but the value of being connected and finding things on campus. And because there's so many, you're going to be able to find your niche, right? right? You're going to find what works for you. And if you can't find it, the beauty of it is that you can create that sure. space here yeah, too, especially right? here. Yeah. You know, so um, that would be my advice: is to just be around campus because eventually you will find your people, you will find your group, you will find what works for you here on campus. Yeah, and I think to to sort of piggyback on that for students, uh, prospective students who maybe haven't made that choice yet, um, and are looking at and comparing different institutions, I think it's critical that they go visit those oh, campuses, right? Um, you know, I, I tell families all the time that you, you know, you usually know, mm-hmm. right? Most kids know after that visit, after that experience on campus, it's either a yes or a no, yeah. right? Based on that feel that they exactly. get from being on campus. So exactly. um, highly recommend, obviously, a visit to, to as many campuses that you're considering as oh, possible. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know. um, so you graduated with a master's in, help me out. Uh, so at that time, it yeah. was college student personnel administration. Okay. And the program is now Higher Education Student Affairs Administration. Got it. Got it. Um, so that degree and that sort of part of your career trajectory, um, how do you think that decision, that master's experience um, sort of affected or shaped your career path? I mean, it it defined my career path. Yeah. Right. You know, yeah. it again, it introduced me to a world that I did not know was out there. Mm-hmm. And it introduced me to the opportunity to impact people. In a different way, the co-curricular world, the world outside of the classroom sure. is is huge, yeah. right? And if you look at it, like you spend so many, so many hours in the classroom, but if you look at the amount of time you have outside of the classroom, yeah. you know, it's, it's remarkable, right? And what you do with that time can be very valuable. Sure. So um, that is what, what got me into my career now. You know, I started out in residence life. I worked at another Jesuit institution, Lemoyne College in Syracuse, New York, for seven years. Again, starting out in residence life and kind of student activities. Um, I didn't see my career going in this way in terms of going in more of the like diversity route um, sure. and to be a, uh, involved with the ULLC program in this way. But um, my experiences in residence life and in my higher education program is what set me up to be successful in my position now. Great. Um, so, so after uh, two degrees at Canisius, off to Lemoyne. Yep. 
and then ultimately a return back to Canisius. Yeah. So maybe you could speak to um, what sort of called you back here, yeah. so to speak. So Buffalo is home. Yeah, right. And, you know, the goal of the ULLC program is to prepare students to give back to the city of Buffalo. Right. Right. Um, and I always talked about that during my time here. It's like, mm-hmm. how am I going to give back to the sure. city of Buffalo? And then after grad school, I was like, peace out. I'm going to Syracuse, <laughs> right? Yep. Um, I don't want to say I felt guilty, but um, that was just always in the back of my mind, right? right? Was that this program that allowed me to go to college because I would not have been able to afford college without a program like ULLC. Sure. Um, but this program that allowed me to go wants me to give back to this city, right? They brought, you know, this the program is specifically for students from the Buffalo area right. to give back to the Buffalo area, yep. right? Um, but grateful for my experience at at LeMoyne, right? Sure. It allowed me to get a different perspective and to come back even better, right? So Buffalo is home. So the the opportunity to come home, I would always try to take advantage of that if possible. Yep. Um, you know, the timing, I came back during the pandemic. I came back in 2020. Like my interview was originally scheduled in person, got moved to Zoom right. and um, all of that. You know, I think I had outgrown my time at Lemoyne. Sure. I had learned so much. Yeah. And I'm extremely grateful for that experience. Without that experience, there's no way I would have been set up to be in my position now. Right. But I think I had outgrown my time there and was looking for a new challenge and the opportunity to come home in two ways, come back to Buffalo and right. to come back to Kenesha. Sure. And to work in the Alana Center, right? Like Zababu Norris, who was the only director of the center for 31 years. Yeah. Like when the center started, he was here. Right. Um, to be able to kind of carry on his legacy. Right. Man. Yeah. That, that he he jokes. He's like, yeah, Benny, you're my mentor. And I'm like, no, Zababu, <laughs> you're mine. Right? right. Like, you know, to be able to support the work that he had done, the foundations that he had laid, to be able to come back and to work in that specific office, like, humble, like sure. there's not a word to describe it. So, um, you know, Kenesha's is my Disney world. That is what I Uh, explain to people. It is the greatest place on earth. I would do anything in my power to help this place thrive and to grow and to help the people who are here have a great experience. That's excellent. So when that opportunity came up, um, I immediately jumped on it and I'm so very fortunate to have been able to get this position. Yeah, us too. Uh, very fortunate that you did. Um, and that's a great segue because I'm hoping that you might just take a minute and uh, talk a little bit about your role, uh, yeah. the Alana Center, um, and your work with the ULC program. Sure. So, you know, Alana is an acronym for African American, Latinx, Asian, and Native American. This term was kind of started at Boston College. Um, and so we do a lot of work around those different identities. But what we know is that students are not only their racial or ethnic or cultural identity. You know, we try to make sure we pay attention to intersectionality, all the different pieces of who you are that make up your unique individual person. And so while we do a lot of cultural um, programming, there's Mm -hmm. program that we do around other parts of the identity, gender, um, gender identity, sexual orientation, religion, all those different types of things. So, you know, what my goal is, is how can I provide, you know, a lot of students on campus to find a space for them to feel valued, to feel appreciated, to feel welcome, to feel like they belong, right? Because we are a predominantly white institution, right? And so it's not always easy for those individuals who identify as Alana to find people that look like them or to find their connections. So, you know, one of my goals is to help those students find their connections, but to also help the entire student body, right? How can I help students that when they graduate from 
Kenesha's, they have the skill set to be able to interact with any type of individual they sure. come into contact with. You mm-hmm. know, no matter what your your occupation is, you're probably going to have to read, write, and interact with people. Yep. Right. And one of the things I hope to do is to provide students with the skills that they're sitting in a boardroom, if they're sitting in a courtroom, if they're in a classroom, if they're in an exam room, no matter who they're interacting with, they mm-hmm. have the skills to be able to interact with that person in an effective way. That's excellent. Yeah, yeah. super meaningful work. Um, obviously, we are very lucky to have you as a part of this you know, campus community. Um, yeah. I can't thank you enough for your time today. Um, really nice speaking with you, and um, hopefully we can... Uh, do this again in the near future. Absolutely, James. Yeah, thank you so much for being here, Benny. Thank you.